It's his second time through and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. He's a wizard. Do you realize how many outside systems I've gone into? How many programs I've appropriated? You were recruited by the Starling to defend... To defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Damage report! Guidance system out. Auxiliary steering out. Defense! She won't answer the helm. What do we do? We die. You're listening to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm your host, Ben Malahan, here with Alex Moreau and Jared Riley. Hey, everyone. Hello. Really derpy voice you do there now when you say hey to everybody. I know, I'm trying to mix it up. Super derp. Hi, everybody. (laughs) 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 I'm like a fucking Muppet. (laughs) I know. I can't can't ditch the stupid voices. I was, uh, this is just a side story, but I was shopping with my sister today and... uh, I picked out like this red cocktail dress and she's just like, that looks super hot. I'm like, it's because I'm a spicy meatball. She's like, why do you have to ruin? <laughs> yeah, you really this? did ruin that moment. So, <laughs> and you just ruined this moment too. Why do you have to ruin things, Alex? <laughs> I don't know. I'm compelled to. I don't even want to talk to you anymore about anything. I just want to go straight <laughs> in the news. Okay. I don't want to hear it. Why are you buying a red dress? My friend's birthday tonight so she told us to all bring our pretty dresses and i was like ah of which i have zero so i went to go buy one on the spot nice if you guys are going to go downtown bellingham and nice dresses oh no you're not gonna fit in at all yeah especially i think the first place we're going to is the grand which i'm pretty <laughs> sure is like oh good a god pub. <laughs> So, yes, it is not the nicest bar in town. Yeah, yeah it'll to be say a, the least. I mean, interesting time. I mean, it's it's a bar. <laughs> it is a bar. That is for sure. It's a building that serves alcohol. Yeah. Um. Okay. In news, uh, lately there's been a lot of rumors and all sorts of stories floating around about the PlayStation 4.5, also known as the PlayStation 4K. Or more recently, the PlayStation Neo being its code name, apparently. <laughs> so many aliases. Yeah. The long and short of it is this. It's this, some sort of add-on for the PlayStation 4 that allows uh, games to be played in 4K. Games specifically made with compatibility for this add-on. Hmm. So they'll have inc- better resolution, I think better graphics, and they'll run in 4K. However, there'll be no games that are exclusive to this platform. It's all just... You know, if you have this PlayStation 4.5, then if you buy these new games that are made to kind of take advantage of it, you can run them in higher resolution and or in 4K. Okay, so where are these rumors coming from? All sorts of fucking places that aren't really sourced that well, like insiders. Nobody (laughs) knows where it came from. It's just like so-and-so said and then so-and-so said and -and so-and-so said. I mean, there's so much information out there that Sony has to be intentionally leaking it to cushion the story. Or to kind of gauge reaction to the story or yeah. something. I don't know. All I know is there's not a ton of information, but none of it is anything to light your hair on fire about. Because it all <laughs> sounds like it's just an extra thing that you could get if you really wanted to run shit in 4K. Yeah. So Probably really fucking expensive, too. Disproportionately expensive I, for I've what read, it would add to my experience. Again, this is all rumors. I've read that it could cost the same as a PlayStation 4 itself. You know, $300, $400. Wow. 
Um, it also might be related to PlayStation VR, which I don't really give a shit about. Allow for better processing for VR games. Uh, and last but not least, large part of it may be also related to support for adding support for uh, Ultra HD Blu-rays. Well, that's been their thing that they've been doing since their inception, really. I mean, at first, the PlayStation 1 was all about, oh, we can also play CDs, guys. Crazy. <laughs> PlayStation DVDs. 2, oh my god, DVDs. <laughs> yep. Actually, the, the PS2 was a pretty cheap DVD player. Yeah. It was well, awesome. the same thing with PS3 and Blu-ray. So oh, yeah. 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 My family bought a PS3 specifically because it cost about as much as just having a straight-up Blu-ray player. So they're yeah. like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. So Nothing new for them. The thing about 4K is it's not going to happen uh, on a widespread scale anytime soon. People are barely getting to HD uh, right now. So and and they've is been trying like to, an early adopter kind of toy if oh, it does come time. out anytime soon. Oh, I think so because you know the vast majority of people out there don't um, have a 4K TV, and really on the four on the 4K TVs that are out there right now, really 4K is just a gimmicky selling point because you know that down the road you're gonna want uh, they're gonna have a 4K TV that has better refresh rates and all sorts of better shit. Yeah, you look at the early HD TVs; nobody would fucking want one of those now. Yeah, I just wait for the tech to settle on pretty much anything. Yeah, I guarantee. Like, I'm sick of hearing about VR <laughs> right now. Yeah, you know what? I've seen like all sorts of like videos of the like, game reviewers like playing these VR games, and they're the most like uninteresting thing I've ever seen. The games <laughs> and the reviewers playing them. That's because it's usually just like you're stuck on a rail. You can't yeah. actually move or anything yet, so. Yeah, my VR, my opinion of VR has not changed from when we previously talked about it a while back. We said we all don't really give a shit. Yeah, on any <laughs> level. I don't know who does really. Uh, obviously, there's a subset of gamers who are all about it, but our friend Josh probably does. No, Josh is better than that. He was demoing. He's a better person than that. Don't say that about Josh. That's like his job is to demo VR tech for like some company in down the. Oh yeah, yeah. Silicon he actually, Valley he actually was doing a lot of that. <laughs> cool. I, I remember that. So that's really all I want to talk about in terms of that story, because, yeah. Throwing it out there. I mean, really, right now, think about it. Uh, the majority of PC gamers are on 1080p monitors. There's very few PC gamers who actually use 4K monitors for PC games, where you have to buy a, you know, spend a lot of money on a graphics card you know, to run a 4K game right now. I guarantee the 1080 is going to be the standard for the next 10 years, at least. 10 years? Uh, I'll give you five. <laughs> 10 and five. five. I'll give you five for sure. Well, I mean, just think how long, you know, SD was around. Yeah, the transition from from SD to HD took way longer than anybody thought it would. But I think that now that... Things are quickening. Things are, like yeah, Exponentially. Absolutely. So. Um, okay. So, next up in news, um, Amazon now requires an Amazon Prime membership to buy certain games from Amazon. So, like, high-profile games like Grand Theft Auto V, Far Cry Primal... Whatever the newest Assassin's Creed is, um, requires that you are a Amazon Prime member to buy these games. God, that's kind mm. of ridiculous. I really, I have uh, disliked a lot of kind of like Amazon Prime adjustments in the past couple of years because like I've been a Prime member for a really long time. Yeah. Or at least I've been associated with somebody who is. Uh, like lately, I've been noticing um, they don't do the two-day shipping on all Prime objects, and it's like that's why I bought fucking Prime. For two-day shipping, but they can't promise it on all Prime objects anymore because it's just like such a widespread. Uh the vast label. majority. Vast though. majority, yeah, but it's just like that should be like guaranteed two-day shipping, right? That's what I, that's what you pay for. Some of it though is like regulations in the way you can ship like uh, lithium batteries. You can't. You have to ship them via ground and not air or something. There's like certain things like that where they have to 
adhere to whatever restrictions there are. I guess that makes sense. Another thing that's bothering me is that like there's a there's a price difference to account for free shipping with a lot of different objects. Like the like the prime version will be more expensive than the non-prime version just to cover that shipment gap. Right. Which is crazy. Not necessarily crazy. I mean, you could order the lower price one if you wanted to and wait for a week or two for shipping. I just think that it's dumb that like it's pigeonholing you into like lower quality service with a lot of things. Eh, I don't like, I still use it all the time, but it's like <laughs> that's not what I signed up for. I didn't sign up for primes so that I could view higher prices for the exact same object. Right. I don't think that that's that prevalent. I mean, there are vendors who offer things for lower prices on some items, but Again, it's a difference of a couple bucks usually. I guess a couple bucks really matters when you're a poor ass college kid. Okay, well, just wait. Are you willing then to wait a week or two? Yeah, I usually your... just okay. wait, but All it's right. like, what the fuck do I have Prime for then? Like, I'm not saying it's a huge deal, but this is just like a minor annoyance kind of thing. It sounds to me like you're a Prime hater. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to treat you as <laughs> hostile really right now. It. <laughs> I forget that, like, you are a massive Prime fanboy. I'm not a Prime fanboy. I just use Amazon Prime to order stuff, and I'm fairly all the time. I'm like the Michael Jackson <laughs> gift with the popcorn right now. I don't, I don't even I don't buy anything on Amazon. So, <laughs> so you, it's like you say though, because the restriction is that you can only not buy these games from Amazon. So there's still other sellers you can buy these games from on the Amazon listings. It's specifically from Amazon, you have to be a Prime member for these games. So I don't think it's a really that big of a deal. I don't approve of it. It's not a big deal, but I still don't approve of it. Why? I don't like it. Why? Because it's a nuisance. Like, um, if you're a regular Amazon member, you should be able to have that Amazon guarantee on those big name games, right? A lot of third-party vendors are pretty shit about their customer service, so it's like you want the Amazon backing, but oh, now you can only buy it if you have Prime. Yeah. If you want the Amazon backing, you gotta pay for it. Uh, a low yearly fee of a hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> she should provide the the sign up like link for yeah. Amazon Prime. She get some sponsorship. <laughs> Just like ask them to pay us retroactively. Yeah, exactly. I'll be a total Amazon shill. Are you kidding me? They give me the money. I'll, I'll shill for them all all day long. Okay. Next up in news. Um, following up to last episode where we talked about uh, the World of Warcraft and Astralius, Nostralius. Nostalrius. Nostalrius. This is in my wheelhouse now. Sorry. <laughs> server, the vanilla WoW server, like the big popular sleeves, one, was shut down. already rolled up. Oh, yeah. Uh, just recently, in the past week, um, Mark Kern, who is the guy who was the team lead for World of Warcraft until 2006, so like big, huge player World of Warcraft, like he's like the guy to go to for vanilla WoW uh, in terms of, you know. Yeah. He has personally promised to, or he's promised to personally deliver a uh, 5,000 page, 200,000 signature petition supporting vanilla WoW servers to Blizzard's president, Mike Morhaime. Oh God, I probably butchered that pronunciation. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's right, actually. All right. Uh, so he's promised to basically email it to the guy, then do like a follow-up call and call his <laughs> cell phone and shit pretty neat of him to me it's like a symbolic gesture because i'm pretty fucking sure that the president of blizzard understands that there are people out there who want to play vanilla wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's like he's gonna get this letter oh holy shit why are we doing he's, he knows what he's doing they, they know this is in demand and frankly um i'm wondering if this is just like a whole song and dance like they shut down the server on purpose and then they got current on it on purpose 
like the conspiracy theorist in me is just like all is going according to I don't know if it's if it's a, so much trying to convince Blizzard against their their policies as much as it's like trying to raise awareness that there is like this demand in the market and like someone should probably fill it. <laughs> but again, if you're the president of Blizzard, I think you probably understand that pretty clearly. I know, that's why you were correct. I think it is symbolic. Yeah, there's some symbolic, but it's kind of cool. You know, the guy who you know was in charge of Vanilla WoW and Burning Crusade. I like the things that guy has to say about about the state of uh, MMOs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, in researching this guy, because I didn't know who he was and before I read um, this story, in researching this guy, I found uh, a lot of stuff from him, but I particularly, in particular found a blog post from 2013 titled, Have MMOs Become Too Easy? And he basically talks about why making things a casual rush to the end are a bad idea. Yeah. Um, I have this very long quote. Uh, I guess I'll read it. Yeah, go for it. He says, uh, in this blog post, he said, the main thing we lose when lowering the difficulty curve is a sense of achievement. When the bar is lowered so that everyone can reach max level quickly, it makes getting to max level the only sense of accomplishment in the game. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast. Um, we lose the whole journey in between a journey that's supposed to feel fun and rewarding on its own. Thank, yeah, that's exactly it. Thank God. <laughs> Nobody stops to admire a beautiful zone or listen to the story or lore because there is no time to do so. You are fed from a fire hose of quests that you feel compelled to blaze through whose content is so easy and quick to accomplish that you are never in one place long enough to appreciate the incredible world around you. Later, he goes on to say, um, Every MMO that follows the WoW formula is a trivial exercise dominated by rote and convention, trading off the joy of the journey for a series of meaningless tasks. And when we race to the end, we expect some kind of miracle endgame that will keep us playing. It never does. Yeah. Like, he basically literally just summed up everything fucking wrong with the game since he left. Yep. He's just like a... He's echoing the opinion of all hardcore MMO players and, like, what they've been saying for the past seven or so years. It's like... It's just, it's really cool just that this is happening, even though it's pointless, you know? It's just cool that, that everyone's banded together in this in this way, just because, um, I mean, over the years, it's it's always been, like, people have been trickling out of the market, just like, fuck you guys and your stupid traditional MMO love, you know? Yeah. And so and they've just been trickling, trickling, trickling out of the market because of the casual whatever gamer type or whatever. Saying that they're casual players is really not accurate, because you're really... <laughs> It's hard to explain, but they're not necessarily casual players. They're just fucking loud assholes who want the game to be easier because they're fucking stupid. Yeah. This is who it is. It's not even casual people. It's just fucking people who are fucking stupid. They're just impatient as shit. Yeah. There's like, ain't nobody got fucking time for this. I want to be capped in two weeks. No patience, no sense (laughs) of wanting to, you know, earn something. And who don't care about community at all. Yes. And who do not care about community or any of the social aspects of the game generally. They just want to like twink out their character. Yeah, they want to have a shiny fucking character. Yeah. I think that our voices have been heard now. I think in the market, we're going to see something that we're going to enjoy in the next couple of years. I hope so. Like some our, sort of underdog, some sort of like third party this, programmer is going to like slap us in the face. with just the kind of game we're going to like. Just something that we can really get involved, like invested in. I would love to see that. I think that's just good. I mean, obviously there have, there have been a few, but they just haven't. They've been just minor Well, blips. the problem with MMOs in particular are, are that they're fucking super expensive to even just get off the ground. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you need to have a big studio effort with tens of millions of dollars just to get an MMO off the ground. Um, yeah, so, and then there's a much. decent chance it'll flop anyways because <laughs> wow. So I think uh, Star Wars: Old Republic really 
was one of the last great pushes for a, a large studio MMO, I think. Like, well, it's the most recent one in history, anyway. Well, I mean, Wildstar is doing pretty well for itself for a while there. There's Elder Scrolls put a lot of money into theirs, too, but, I mean, these are all kind of slight failures. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I'm sure that they got, like, semi-decent returns, but they're not hits. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, we'll keep track of that. Again, usually when I hear about any sort of fucking petition online, I have to, like, hold back a chuckle. Because mm-hmm. they're always just so fucking stupid. But the symbolic nature of this, the fact that it's the lead guy on World yeah. of Warcraft Vanilla, is pretty cool. It is. So. Okay. The uh, Gears of Wars. Gears of Wars? I typed Gears of Wars. Okay. The Gear of it. <laughs> Gears of War 4 studio head Rod Ferguson, oh a name I can pronounce (laughs) recently told MCV UK that thanks to the industry's misuse of the word beta players now assume that it means pre-release demo. Uh, He joked that we should call our beta an alpha just so people understand where we are and what we are actually looking for uh, and that we are, and oh, sorry, and that we were actually looking for feedback, and that we're actually testing our systems. Um, he talked about uh, his studio's experience with Gears of War two back in the day when they tested their uh, matchmaking system with a thousand people internally, and it worked. But then they went live with millions, and it you know fucking fell to pieces. So mm-hmm. um, that's uh, the reason for these public betas. He says, and we've talked about this too, where people don't understand what a fucking beta is. <laughs> no, nope. it's, it's due to a lot of factors. One, people are fucking stupid. Two, uh, early access games who are trying to milk, you know, money out of uh, alpha and beta games and people just regard them as games. Or they're just early access for almost the entire lifespan of the game. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. In my experience with my game, every time I I have a new, like, big release to test, I tend to set aside uh, or create a private test server that's, you know, locked. And I have, you know, a small group of people who are invited to, you know, test and then give their feedback. And I swear to God, every time, uh, when the test is over after an hour or two, the first thing that half of them do is go back on the live servers of the current version of the game and talk about, Oh my God, the new version is so buggy. I can't believe it. <laughs> you're like, God damn it. Like, fucking hell. You're invited to this fucking test and you don't understand. It's a test. I want <laughs> the whole point is to find these bugs. I, you know, yeah, no, we were um, talking about game testing in Game Dev Club at Western. Yeah. And it's the university that I go to, for those of you listening. Don't try and find me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were talking about game testing um, in the Game Dev Club because we had a game jam last quarter, and a lot of people wanted to polish their game after it had been created. So they brought, um, they installed their test versions on laptops went into the center of the campus and then had students walk by and play the game, right? And they're like, keep in mind, this is an alpha stage game. We are just testing. Um, Please do not mind the graphics. Just like tell us how the gameplay feels because they look like they haven't done any of the polish yet, right? Right, right. It's basically just like a cube that jumps kind of thing. Yeah. And people that were testing are just like, I don't really feel like there's any character variety. And they're like, well, no, it's because they're literally cubes right now. Can you tell us about the gameplay? And they're just like, there's no story. And we're like, I fucking know. Can you please? <laughs> yeah. You know, what's really funny is it, it's not just restricted to gaming. Um, my main business video production, um, 
I give clients what's called a rough edit, basically an early edit of the video, whatever video I'm doing for them. Um, and you know, the sound hasn't been mixed yet, often hasn't been color corrected, just all stuff you do once you have final approval on the cut, yeah. is, you know, isn't in it. So I'll, I'll give like this huge disclaimer description when I email them the link to this rough cut. I'll say, listen, don't worry about the sound mix being wonky. Don't worry about uh, the music. I just want to know um, about the content of the interviews and what do you think of the voiceover script and whatever it is, you know, I'll give them all these caveats always come back to me. Well, not always, but nine out of 10 of them come back to me <laughs> with, well, the music didn't sound too loud in this section and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, this not just completely ignoring yep. exactly what you just described. It's just completely missing the point and missing when I wrote out very clearly, don't worry about this thing. Focus on this. Nope. I have that exact same problem when I do uh, sketch commissions really? because like my process is I don't want to waste time on somebody's sketch, but I want them to be happy with it. Right. So uh, after they commission something, I do a really rough sketch and I stress it so much. This is a rough sketch. It's basically just like a mannequin, Mm -hmm. like a mannequin of the character to show like the pose and like their posture and maybe their clothes. And I'll send it to them. I'm like, this is a rough sketch. This is the very first step. What do you think of the pose specifically? Because... (laughs) To redraw, like to do all the fine details and then have them say, I want them to be sitting down instead of standing up. Right. It's the fucking worst. So uh, I'll send them this like fucking doodle of a mannequin in like black and white with no details. And people will still be like, where's her tattoo? I'm like, there is no tattoo. This is a rough drawing. She's like, I know, but it's really important that you put the tattoo on the final draft. I'm like, I got it. Don't worry. (laughs) Same exact thing. Same. Yep. So this is not a problem we're ever going to solve humanity, just in general. People are idiots, and they also assume you're an idiot, so. Yes, you're right. It is what it is. Oh, you forgot to put skin on your character model. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your skin? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's all for news. Let's go into this week's top three list. Gamers must die. Top three list of the week. Okay, so this week uh, we're going to be talking about piracy, um, both in this segment and our next segment. Um, and so we're going to start off uh, with the top three being about our top three experiences with pirated software. Could be games, could be, you know other software whatever and we have to do this with empired voices and no <laughs> that's optional <laughs> uh who wants to go first i guess i will fucking jared go first all right uh all right um just do it just do it <laughs> do it um let's see uh first up oh where's your pirate voice <laughs> First up, we have. <laughs> no, you guys are gonna be too distracting with your laughing, so I can't do it. Thanks you're, a lot. You're, I'm sorry. Sorry, we're, we're, sorry audience. No, 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 my co-hosts no, no. are a not, couple of assholes. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with, with you. You're interfering with my art. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get serious. All right. Uh, first up, I'm gonna go with Creative Cloud. Adobe Creative Cloud. <laughs> yeah, because why not? But you didn't pirate that. Kind of pirating it off of you. No, I have two licenses or two activations. Really? Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, I always thought I was kind of stealing something. No, they have. It's designed so that you activate it on, on two computers at a time. But it says I I agree that I'm Ben Malahan. I use like your password and also all that shit. I don't think it says that. Well, you agree you're Ben Malahan. I am Ben Malahan. <laughs> no, you, get, you get two activations. It's not like we're using it at the same time. Jesus, we barely even use that fucking suite. All right, man. It's not pirating. All right. God damn it. Just calm down. All right. Just calm down. Remember what pirating is, asshole. <laughs> You're shit pirate. I'm not much of a pirate. <laughs> I'm a Viking. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, Diablo and StarCraft. Because, uh, well, mo Diablo more than StarCraft because you could legitimately just burn as many copies of that fucking game as you want and just toss them out around. Yeah, I mean, you're right, actually, yeah. There was absolutely no key you needed <laughs> to play Diablo 1. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Diablo 1 in particular, that disc was really finicky, both the di main disc and any copies. It was really hard to... Some computers just hated that fucking disc. Yeah, we did... We, we managed to get a couple of decent copies of it, but uh, yeah, you're right. And StarCraft, uh, I remember a lot of key sharing, too, to go along with the with the copies, but... I think that StarCraft, we mostly did spawned copies, which is what it was designed to do. Yeah. Um, and then, I was, I've always really into SNES and uh, the NES uh, emulators. That's technically, technically pirating, but it really, especially <laughs> back in the day, it's like, there was no other way to access a lot of these games yeah so that's that's very pirating light your whole list that's good though that's good <laughs> uh i guess finally since the creative cloud didn't really work uh finally uh anime yeah mm, yeah i mean i um, about that to be fair i have always watched uh legal streams when i can but uh there's there's an awful lot of anime that's only available overseas that i can only really watch on um on uh fan fan sub sites yeah so. streaming sites so uh, uh yeah you know steve jobs said that uh before or when itunes was new he said that people don't want to steal music they want to download music mm -hmm. and if it's available to download and pay for it they'll do that and he was right because <laughs> you know <laughs> We'll just billions don't leave and billions couches. and billions of dollars later he, yeah so yeah. with stuff like that for me if a show, if you can't access a show legitimately, like if you literally cannot pay for it and they haven't provided you a way to access it, like this happens with a lot of network shows where you'll start trying to catch up on the show mid-season, their fucking earlier episodes are not on demand, you can't purchase them, and they're just nowhere. So basically, you can't even watch the current show and give them ratings or ad or anything. Well, now on Comcast, you can buy each episode for $3 an episode. God. <laughs> the thing is, though, I would do that. Because at least I can get access to the episode. In the past, there's been times where I had to like go download a couple episodes, like torrent them, because literally I wanted to catch up so I could watch the show. Yeah. But now you've got your HBO Go and your Hulu and all that fucking stuff. So. I love services like that where they have, you know, every episode of every season available. That's so nice. Yeah. So. Alex, you or me? Um, I'll go for it. All right. Um, so the first one is... Uh, very boringly, just like Jared's, um, probably anime is like my most pirated <laughs> thing. Um, extending into a couple of American cartoons, too, because I don't have cable and they don't make them available for a lot of them are not available for streaming on the company sites. Yeah. So it's like, well, fuck it, I pirate it. 
And um, if I really love the show, then I'll go buy additional merch. Or if they release a video game, I'll go buy the video game. Like, I've got, yeah. like, fucking Steven Universe video game and merch and Adventure Time shit lying around my apartment. So I feel like I'm doing enough right there. But yeah, cartoons. Um, second one is probably the only, like, quote-unquote modern game that I've ever pirated. Like, I don't pirate video games ever, really. Yeah. Except... Sims 3. I pirated the shit out of Sims 3 when it first came out because I didn't have enough respect for EA at the time and I was a very rebellious little high schooler. So I was like, I'm that's, just going to steal that's really Sims state. 3. The respect comment is, is irrelevant. It's the very rebellious little high schooler comment that <laughs> yeah, exactly. is, is relevant. Like, there. I don't have an allowance kind of thing, right? So, And I want to play Sims 3. So I stole the shit out of Sims 3. Yeah. And um, last one, just because I have a lot of really fond memories of this one, and I really would not have been able to get it without stealing it. Um, when I was really, really tiny, uh, my brother pirated a copy of the DBZ RPG. Okay. And so the you just DBZ play that. DBZ RPG. Yeah. Like it was the, a turn-based RPG. Like which which one? For which system? Um. Oh, God. I can't remember what system it was for, but it was turn-based and like the attacks were like cards oh that, that was the snes no, yeah but the, the, or the nes games had that too. i have all of them yeah <laughs> but pirated that well i mean they're roms I mean, translated by fans that were never available in the u.s i'm not even sure if that's even illegal <laughs> piracy is a very strong word to use for that yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely a game that's not available in your language or your yeah. country you no, can't even, yeah tony pirated a lot of uh japanese like fan subbed games for me. Again, I would not we call that pirating. I'd call that. That was a shit uh, translation too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I remember like those half translated games from back in the day. A lot of them I played back before I could even read too, so it didn't matter to me. I just memorized like the use the layout. Oh yeah. Like oh this symbol whatever the fuck it means does this <laughs> beam. I forget what it's called like Super Saiyan. Against she calls us something. Some a lot of weird yeah. Japanese words, like every other DBZ games, random Japanese words in the title. There is only super one of those Saiyan for no SNES. Super God do blue. <laughs> we should play the NES ones though too, because those were good. Oh, uh, the NES ones were pretty legit. Yeah, it went all through. The first game was like um, Raditz. It must have been the first game that I played because I remember the Saiyan. Well, there's Saiyan in, uh, in the, the NES NES one too. The NES one was like the whole saga, but the NES ones were like. The first one was like uh, the first part, and it was then the a second saga. one, yeah, second one was the Frieza saga, yeah, and the third one was uh, Cell or Androids or something, but that yeah. never got translated. Um, yeah, I again, I I just I don't regard. I mean, you could argue over the meaning of a word, but really, piracy to me means actually stealing something that you could pay for, that and and just basically doing it because you don't want to pay for it. Yeah, that okay. that really is is. At least for the context of what I what we're talking about today, I think that's really the most accurate. I use the more of like book technical term, but I'll just like keep that in mind for when we're talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that that's, that doesn't mean that I'm right in that definition. That's just for yeah, today. When, when I say piracy today, that's really what I mean. I'm not right. talking. Emulators are a whole other realm, especially especially when SNES and NES emulators. Well, no, <laughs> and especially when you're talking about games that were never released in the U.S. that were translated by fans. I mean, you know. Okay. Oh, you know, remember that? Um, what was that? game called the one about the romance of the three sagas rpg remember that game romance of the three kingdoms yeah yeah oh destiny of an emperor yeah that was so that was a, wasn't that a u.s release was I, it i think that got released in the u.s oh i pirated the shit out of that game <laughs> <laughs> well not back in the day yeah um okay so my list 
is did you finish your list yeah thank you i, th- I thought you did i just i always i'm afraid when i start my list i'm always afraid i'll run over you for some reason no you're good okay um back in the day now some of us here at this table mostly alex <laughs> are too young to remember this <laughs> but back when games came on floppy disks and i mean floppy disks uh there was a different form of drm um it was called when you started the game they had you look at something in the manual like turn to page 52 third line first letter uh, or first word in that in that sentence or something like that you know or there's another one where uh, railroad tycoon i remember um the manual had a bunch of pictures of different trains like on top of each page and they yeah. said what the model was and so the, when you opened up railroad tycoon for dos it would show you a picture of a train and then you had to look through the manual and try to find that picture and then jesus christ railroad Ty- tycoon wasn't even a cd-rom <laughs> no 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 oh no 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 oh man um <laughs> And actually, that specifically, the graphics were so shitty that actually it was really hard to match up the right train with the picture mm-hmm. of a real train in the manual. You have to like look at squint at it down to the pixel, yeah. like, ah, this detail is missing. Yeah. Um, so that was the way that uh, games were protected back in the day. So um, back when I was a That's kid. That's draconian DRM right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back when I was a kid, um, you know, I'd, my uncles would like give me copies of games like on floppy disk and they would also do like a photocopy of like the manual mm-hmm. you know or something like that and so <laughs> i had a, this photocopied manual and the game copy and it didn't occur to me that you know that this was you know essentially pirating a game yeah um uh, <laughs> but that was the way a lot of people did it back in the day um number two for me okay this is actually a game that i technically pirated metroid zero mission for game boy advance Uh, It must have come out in Europe a week or two before the US because I had pre-ordered a copy of it um, and somehow the ROM for the game uh, leaked online two weeks before it came out. I was like, holy shit, I really want to play this game. So I didn't even have a Game Boy Advance emulator at the time, but I downloaded one, I downloaded the ROM, and it ran perfectly. So I'm like, oh, fuck yes. So I, (laughs) I played through and beat the game before it was even released in the US. Um, however, I did. You did pay for an actual copy, though, so it's just like, true. ooh, so I did, hardcore, I but you had already paid right. for it. I didn't cancel my pre-order. I, I, yeah. I still bought the game, but I could have canceled my pre-order. You know, I, uh-huh. I, I, I could have, <laughs> I just didn't. <laughs> um, but so you see where that could affect sales there, I guess. Why didn't you? Did you really want to replay it that badly? At some point, and I also just felt bad for uh, downloading really? it. Really? Yeah. just like owning things, too. Yeah, well, not just that, but I also, I, I literally thought to myself, well, I mean, I was going to buy this game and now to like basically download it and then not buy it is a pretty dick move, just generally speaking. <laughs> Number three. Uh, oh, okay. So um, there's an employer who I worked for for a period of time uh, who I kind of helped them set up their um, advertising slash production company. Um, uh, in terms of I, I, I was responsible for getting all the equipment and setting up the software and, you know, this, this and that, lots of different things. And they were an advertising agency, really. They did video, they did still stuff, they did, you know, a lot of print. Um, and their main person, their main artist used a fucking pirated copy of Photoshop. We're talking about a, a business that makes, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Right. Their artist is using a pirated copy of Photoshop. 
And so when it came time to get the software for the video production side of things, um, my boss wanted to get a pirated copy of it was at the time it was called Final Cut Studio. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, no, nah, you're paying for it, bitch. Like I, I was like, I'm not gonna fucking yeah. Sit here don't- don't tie me into this. Yeah, Don't like, bloody my hands. Well, yeah, like, like you fucking make hundreds of thousands of dollars using the software. You can pay a thousand dollars for the software. Like that's the whole point. That's why they make the software for professionals to use and make money with. So that was my other experience with it that comes to mind anyway. I just have other experiences. But uh, it was when my fucking company tried to pirate a copy of the software they used to make a bunch of money. <laughs> Dicks. So not very exciting. Not very exciting top three. You guys aren't very psyched. Yeah. Meh. Meh. <laughs> well, it's because, like, most of yours weren't even, like, particularly legit forms of piracy <laughs> by your own definition. Because did yeah. you ever actually get, did you ever actually pirate Final Cut? Or did they no. just tell you to and you're like, no, fuck you. No, they told me to and I was basically, I, actually, I might have said fuck you. Yeah. Uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should see my, oh, this is a story for another day, but I have an amazing amazing uh what do they call it um severance letter or whatever from from this company oh yeah oh it, i have it framed on my wall um and uh it's i should actually i should scan it and put it on the internet it's fucking gold <laughs> um they uh like for example as part of it they say well called clients human vaginas line by line this crazy shit and the reason that that comment was on there is because my boss was uh talking about a client one day and uh he said oh yeah the, the guy's kind of a pussy and i said yeah he's definitely a walking vagina is what i said i said yeah. say, human, human vagina doesn't make much sense i said he was a walking vagina mm-hmm. so that stuck in his brain me responding to his comment that the, that the client was a pussy stuck right. in your severance letter stuck like yeah. a proper cock like Beautiful. a proper um walking penis yes <laughs> <laughs> so okay we'll go into depth on that story another time let's get into the worst thing which ties into our top three you guys are so excited this must be an oh, so excited. Oh, next thing's so gonna be excited. even more exciting oh, oh my god God help the us. worst thing that ever happened to us this week. Well, there's nothing specifically this week, but over the weeks when we get all these articles together and stuff, like every other week there seems to be an article about an indie game being pirated like a billion times. Yep. So the most recent ones... I've never heard this the song go so long before. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't know it did that. Oh, sorry. It's kind of awesome. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Witness, which is a game by Jonathan Blow, who was the guy who made Braid. Um, there aren't actual numbers on it, but he went on Twitter and talked about, hey guys, uh, you know, kind of pirating the game a lot. Yeah, bummer. <laughs> Total bummer. <laughs> Party foul. But there's one with specific numbers, um, Punch Club which another indie game was pirated over 1.6 million times. Yeah, and that article is a little bit old too, so I'm guessing it's even higher than that. It might yeah. be like sitting at 1.8 or even 2 right now. Uh, pro easily. Um yeah, pirated 1.6 million times versus 300,000 purchases. Yep. So. So, I mean, the question is what is the deal what the with pi- what, what, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? What's the deal with piracy? And uh, why is it so acceptable? 
Especially when it comes to indie games. Yes. It seems like people actually pirate indie games more than AAA games. At least the people that I've spoken to yes. who pirate video games. Yes. Which is fucking ass backwards. Right, because they all have claimed in the past, well, fuck these corporate whores and blah, blah, blah. You know, but all then this- they pre-order like, yeah, Star Wars Battlefront. Right, right. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so the whole argument has been, well, they don't need the money and, you know, whatever, they're stupid. They're, they're just corporations. And now these same people, oh, it turns out that was just something you were saying. You just don't want to pay for games because now you're stealing indie games. Really. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. I actually went, did a bunch of research for this segment where there's a Kotaku article from July last year, 2015, where they like asked all their readers, like, why do you pirate games? And there was just no good response in that whole <laughs> list. Like, let's, let me go over this a little bit. And I'll link to this article, obviously, on the blog. Now, some people said, well, it's the only way to get the game because my country doesn't have it. doesn't sell. Yeah. I, can't, I can't get it. Okay. I can understand morally and legally probably be fine. Yeah. Kind of a gray zone. Right. Gray zone. But yeah, that's not what I'm talking about here. Um, or old games that can no longer be bought for the publisher. So that makes sense, too. Like, there yeah. are old games you can no longer actually buy from anybody. And they're only being passed around like at used video game stores. So it's just like, that's not going back to the original publisher anyways. Right, exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's the that's big thing with emulators, too. There's so many fucking games you can only play on emulators because they're just not available anywhere. So uh, for me, actually, um, I read that you can turn your Wii into a uh, GameCube emulator and yep. then put GameCube games on like a Flash drive and basically play gamecube roms on, yep. on your wii Wii or wii u Wii both, both wii because the wii the wii u has a has a wii like in it you know essentially so you can you can make that wii partition does a wii have a usb yes really yep huh. um and the reason that i was excited about this is because there's a lot of fucking games you could just not get your hands on or they cost, you know, $100 Because they're now collector's used. items. Yeah, right. So you can't even get them. Like, try finding Wind Waker anywhere <laughs> anymore. Really? You're not going to get it. Um, I, I found, like, my old copy, but I don't have, like, the box in the manual, and I really like having the box in the manual. So I was like, yeah, just go see if it's, like, pre-owned at GameStop or anything. It's not. Uh, the anymore. only games you're going to be able to ever find reasonably priced in the world right now are PS2 games. Right. As, as far as used games go. <laughs> and a lot of those are because they offer a downloadable version on the PlayStation Network that you can pay for. And so the value of the old games... Yeah, between that and them making like four times more well, than... That too, but <laughs> um, but like, yeah, there's GameCube games like the Fire Emblem game for GameCube. Yeah. yeah they can't get for under $100 and stuff like that. So uh, that to me makes sense because it's not like Nintendo's making money from you. You're buying it from a collector who is selling it at collector prices. Um, uh, then there's a things are expensive excuse. Oh, things are expensive. Then don't buy them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's, I don't have a PS4. Like, things are expensive. And then in parentheses, but I really want them. Yeah. Okay. Or like in parentheses, but I'll be behind everyone if I don't get it. Right. Like there's always like a subtext beneath the things are expensive right. thing because but you could easily just stop buying coffee for five days and then go get the game. Ex- oh, good, good, good call. Right. I don't want to prioritize actually saving money for this game. So I'm just going to steal it because it's easier mm-hmm. and I can. Yeah. Um, 
lot of people say, well, I didn't used to buy games when I was younger, but now that I have a real job, I buy my games. I think that's bullshit. I think that if you pirated games, the only reason you buy them now is because it's more convenient. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it is more convenient. Well, it depends. If you have a bunch of money now. It can be kind of complicated to try to get a pirated version of a game sometimes. Yeah, we'll, we'll go into that, especially nowadays. It's getting more and more complicated for the big name it's games very anyway. True. But it's like, I can kind of empathize with that one because, I mean, when I was tiny, if it wasn't for like the shit ton of like random Japanese games that my brother pirated, I wouldn't have gotten to play much at all. My yeah. parents were like not the most well off and it was just like one video game a year kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or like one video game every two years even because some years they would decide to buy me fucking clothes for birthdays. Don't do that to your children. But yeah. Um, God and, forbid your clothes. And actually uh, one of these <laughs> other terrible. articles that were uh, I was reading through actually said that you know a major cause of game piracy is that Literally, the people who are pirating them don't really have any expendable income at all and can't afford them. And I'm, you know, to me, that's the the one type of piracy that I'm not like up in arms about. Mm-hmm. I don't condone it, but at the same time, I, I don't, I can't bring myself to like come trash de- it because trash you're, it. like you're not at that level financially. It's hard to conceptualize like having so little money that you cannot buy games, right? Um, and goddamn actually, suits in Washington and the fucking Wall Street people, man. Destroying <laughs> <laughs> the middle class. How am I supposed to buy my video games now? I want Bernie Sanders to put that in a speech. <laughs> <laughs> you think the people flipped out over that stupid fucking bird? Just, just wait for him to do a rant about video games and how mm-hmm. nobody can afford them. That oh would, man, that would, that would secure my my uh, support. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that to me, uh, again, I can't really. I can't really criticize that. So, but you know, all the reasons again, this come basically come down to I don't want to pay for the game. Like that's the only that is I feel the most popular reason realistically, and is the shittiest one. Right, right. Also, there's some people who try to say weird stuff like, well, they that person who developed it doesn't deserve the money. Like in this Kotaku article specifically, it mentions Phil Fish, and this guy says, after reading terrible things about Phil Fish, I somehow decided he didn't deserve money and torrented Fez. That is bullshit. Like, you little shit. You're such a bullshit douchebag. <laughs> and it's just like, I really feel, at least I have this huge disconnect between content and how big a douchebag the people that made it are. Yeah. I don't really make that connection when it comes to my purchases. Just like you could be the most evil fucker in the world, but if you create a great video game, like I only love the video game. Right. I don't care who made it. Well, it's like, you know, what's his face? Is it Wagner who is like a major like anti-Semite? I do know that there's the guy that made Neverhood, which I fucking love. He made Neverhood, which I love. He made Cat Scratch, which I love, like a bunch of other cartoons and things. He's hugely vocal against like the LGBT community. Yeah. Like just call like you're a faggot. You're a faggot. You can't get married kind of thing. Right. I still buy the shit out of his games. Or like people back when uh, Ender's Game was a movie, people suddenly decided that that, uh, Orson Scott Card was a huge bigot for his past views on. um, Oh, yeah. He he was uh, whatever the proposition in California. He he supported the proposition that was anti-gay marriage. Yeah. And then he actually came out like after the whole thing became legal and he said, listen, we've lost, you know, I'm not going to push this issue anymore. This has been decided. You know, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. Game over. Game over. You know, whatever. And I'm I'm not saying I agree with him having those views, but why would you want to destroy someone just because they had those views? And then also then in that same breath want to um, 
basically censor their work. Like, I just want to promote good media. Right. Like, like Ender's Game's a good fucking book has nothing to do with anything related to gay marriage or those morals that might oppose it or, you know, stuff like that. People wanted to just basically burn down his whole body of work just because he had had these particular views. It's probably because really the movie wasn't very good. That's that's why they're all on him. <laughs> what? They're all up on his, his, on his ass because the movie wasn't very good. It should have been an hour longer. It could have been good. If it, if it was a great movie, oh, they would have shut the fuck up. They wouldn't have cared. This is before the movie came out, but anyway, the point is... <laughs> the, yeah. They probably pirated the, an early version of the movie. I don't understand these douchebags who try and uh, who associate the creator with their creation when it comes to media like this. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah. And that's a bullshit excuse. Especially so, if they don't have, like, if they just dislike the creator because they're like, man, he's kind of a little bitch. Yeah. Oh, this, this guy didn't even have personal experience with him. He just read some articles that said this guy was an asshole, so he yeah. decided that I'm just going to steal his game. It's such a fucking stupid bullshit gamer thing to say. Oh, well, I heard from so-and-so that so-and-so said this to so-and-so, and he's an asshole. This developer's a horrible person, so I'm not going to support him. Um, so this article, though, we, back to the low-income thing, this article says that uh, about Punch Club... Is that the name of the game? Yeah, Punch, yeah, Club, Punch Club. When they translated it into Portuguese for Brazil. Yeah. The piracy, it got piracy, like massive leap in piracy. It's something ridiculous, like 75% of all the pirated copies of Punch Club are actually from Brazil. From Brazil. Like they broke it up geographically. Yeah. Um, they tracked like who was like seating in from where and all of them are in Brazil. Yeah. And again, that's an income thing. It's not like those people are, they are literally pirating it because they cannot buy it because they don't have the you know, I don't know. There's something with these goddamn Brazilian gamers. Oh, let me tell you some of the Brazilian gamers that I've encountered online. The fuck's wrong have, with them? Uh, <laughs> it's like, let me tell you something about them. I have zero preconceived notions about them. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've just encountered a lot of... I actually, I've encountered some cool people, obviously, too, from Brazil. But I've encountered a lot really? of... Really? I never have. <laughs> I've never encountered anybody from Brazil. So I'm well, just like... Well, let me tell you, running an online game, there's a lot of fucking Brazilian gamers. Mm -hmm. A ton of them. Um... And uh, at least the ones I encountered were just insolent little shits. Yeah. A lot of the kids, anyway, were just little fucking shits in the worst way. But they live in Brazil, so I guess I get the last laugh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I went to Brazil. They really a few swarm months ago. Like, it was the, the AAA MMOs too. Like huh? they they just swarm all over the AAA MMOs. Yeah, like you see so many of them in WoW and and Old Republic. I, and to me, the, my complaint about the people that I've encountered from Brazil. This is not a they don't speak English. It's hard to comment on something without trying to like say that yes, the vast, vast, vast majority of kids I've encountered from Brazil are little stupid assholes. But I'm not saying that you know everyone from Brazil is a stupid asshole. Like hashtag not everyone. Yeah, not everyone. hashtag not all Brazilians. <laughs> not all Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to like always like uh, catch yourself like before the oversensitive police come and point their oversensitive fingers at you. You're right. You're absolutely right. So just be an asshole. Don't worry about it. You're right. I shouldn't have to qualify. No. Anything. Any reasonable human being listening to this knows that I don't hate Brazilians. But all Brazilians are children. assholes. We should entitle this episode, Not All Brazilians. Not, I know. Hashtag not all, I might just do that. Um, one thing, though, I hate when it comes to indie developers. I hate the ones who fucking embrace piracy. Is anybody doing that? Oh, yes. Like who? A lot of them. The one specifically that I have an article for um, was Jonathan <laughs> Soderstrom. Some sort of fucking Swiss or whatever name. You know, I might also, speaking of 
my prejudice is, you know my feelings on European, northern European game Scandinavian developers. Scandinavian gamers are the fucking worst. And the, and artsy fartsy. Scandinavian game developers are way worse than the gamers. They're, yeah. they're the fucking most horrible people on the planet. That's because that's like a really fucked up place on the planet too. Like everyone's so like, uh, just feels like like the whole universe is owed to them over there because and yet the, of the one person who I knew from that area. Actually, two people. I really like both of them. Like who actually I actually got to know. So, yeah. I mean, I, I I like some some Scandinavian people too. It's kind of funny because again, I, like, where are you guys finding all these fucking Brazilian and Scandinavian people? Like, again, I've never we met deal anybody. with fuckers <laughs> online all the time because of our online game. We've been doing it for years. Um, also, when I went to England, even though I'm from, my mom grew up in England. When I visited England for the first time, I was a little bit tentative because, again. The vast majority of little bitches online are little UK bitches. Like little <laughs> kids from the UK are such dicks. They are. It's like <laughs> does the accent just add on top of it? No, like, no, no. If the, maybe the accent helps them sound way cooler, but online they don't have the accent, so just they just oh, like typing things out. The only cool ones are the ones who uh, who host let's plays of uh, Total War games. Those UK kids are always really cool. I don't know. I'm, I'm really kind of just joking with that. But anyway, the point is. Um, this guy uh, who made Hotline Miami. I think you've heard of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He says, I don't really want people to pirate Hotline Miami, but I understand if they do. And so what he does is he actually, if people have pirated his game and they're having technical problems, he'll, he'll help them with the technical problems. He says, uh, I definitely want people to experience the game the way it's meant to be experienced, no matter how they get a hold of it. All right, well, fuck you. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. I see where he's coming from with that one because, like, they're not going to buy his game anyways, right? They're trying to pirate it. So he's just kind of like, fuck it. It's happening. Just spread the word, at least. Well, yeah. No. It just seems kind of defeatist. And of course, he became a darling on Reddit because of this. You know, because, of course, these people who pirate games see an indie developer embracing piracy. And, then, oh, well, this person's a very good... He understands. He understands us. He's very good. He understands that piracy is a normal thing. And that it should be okay. Nobody should look down on it. Because really, we're not just stealing games so we don't want to pay for them. Really, guys. <laughs> really. <laughs> Again, you could go back to, well, maybe he's helping the Brazilian kids. We can't afford it. Okay. Still. I don't know. It still just sounds defeatist to me. It's like, it's like if you had like this hyper-conservative, and then gay marriage gets passed, and they're just like, okay. Like, it's not like embracing it to be like, all right, this is happening with or without me. It would be embracing it to go conduct a fucking marriage, though. Right, this guy's helping with technical support with fucking kids who have pirated his game, like helping them pirate it. Just like, oh, the copy isn't working. Yes, you should go into this file and like tweak this thing. And uh, that's what it basically sounds. Like. What else would we be helping them with technical wise? Oh, I can't get the game started. Oh, okay, well, let me help you get your pirated copy of the game started. Right. I mean, I guess. Yes. When I keep thinking about like the gay marriage metaphor, it just makes me think about the, the clerks that have to like officiate weddings. Like, what are they going to do? Quit? Uh, some of them won't. <laughs> That whole thing in the news that kind of died out, didn't it? Yeah, it did really quickly. Good because that was really obnoxious. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Like I'm really waiting for this bathroom thing to pass. Yeah, I I have a blocker on my Facebook now, so I don't have to look at all this bullshit news. I finally went and did some research on the bathroom thing, the North Carolina thing. What's your opinion on the bathroom thing? Stepping into politics for a moment. Might even not the use this. Thing? Yeah. North Carolina bathroom thing. Do you know anything it's just about like, it? It's just like making bathrooms friendly for trans individuals, right? Right. But like the law outlaws trans individuals going into like bathrooms of their like self-identified gender. Unless they have it 
their gender changed on the birth certificate or unless they've had some official steps towards becoming that gender. It is some really tricky business. Like I haven't even fully thought this one out. Uh, no, like there's, my there's, there's more to it that people are pissed about because it actually takes away a lot of other things. And I think that's the, maybe the main reason why people are against it. But like my opinion is very malformed, but it's for, like the, the pervert argument is a hard one because like speaking as a lady who likes other ladies, I'm in bathrooms with other ladies right. all the time exactly. and You're I'm right. in changing rooms You're like right. when they're naked around me. And it's a non-issue. Right. So it's just like, if, I don't know. I mean, I think they should be able to go into whatever bathroom they want. To me, you know, if you sat me down, isolated from all the noise, and you would ask me my opinion, so what's the best way to handle this? I would probably say, oh, you know, just if they're, you know, actually taking real steps to to make this change, you know, and it's more than just them deciding one morning that they want to go to this bathroom, you know, versus another bathroom, then yeah, if they're making real steps, then that should be the standard. But if you say that, then, oh, well, you're bigoted because these people, blah, 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 you know, so it's hard to have a reasonable discussion because there's so much emotion tied up yeah. on it on both sides, you know. I don't think you're bigoted, though, but it's just like the complication of that is that a lot of people go like years, if not their entire life right. without getting any officiating documents. So it's like, ooh, that would suck for those people. But, but then you, my answer will Would you have to like show IDs? Like, how would you confirm so, you know, I, before I, you use the bathroom? You're absolutely right. It's all, all good question. But I, I'm just saying, if you sat me before this whole thing became an issue in a mm-hmm. room and to say, hey, so what's a good way to solve this? I would just throw that out there as well. You know, that's you have to have some sort of standard, I guess, maybe, you know. And yeah. so it's just it's it's one of those things where there's so much, you know, just tied up in it that you can't say anything that deviates from the most um, PC opinion <laughs> without, <laughs> without getting your fucking, you know, ass ripped off and shoved down your throat. I have a hard time just taking the whole thing all that seriously because I think people who actually have like a gender issue, like a legitimate one, usually want to keep more of a low profile. But I think the majority, the vast majority of the people who are just losing their heads over shit are people who like 16 to probably 18 year old girls for the most part, probably who just arbitrarily decide that they have gender issues. Oh, it's not just girls. It's, it's boys. Oh, I'd and say girls. it's mostly girls. We should be using gender pronouns. thing is like somewhat accurate. <laughs> and it's just, no, you're right. Well, it's because those are really formative years. We all know the whole Tumblr thing out. where people are like, oh, well, I'm actually a fucking dragon. They actually mean it, you know? And it's yeah. just, it's, it's, I feel like they're just making making an issue that should, they're, they're delegitimizing or something like the no, issue. If, if you were legitimately having, struggling with this, people who are legitimately struggling with this are probably really pissed at the fucking crowd of people who are doing those types of things on Tumblr, etc. They're, et cetera, the, they're for like a, mon- a minority within a minority now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's just, uh, anyway, I don't know how we even got on the topic. <laughs> I don't know either. Oh, I can't just... remember how to start it. Pirating? Pirating game is bad. Well, you'll figure it out in post. I'll figure it out in post. The indie guy embracing it. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um. Whatever. Let's wrap this up. One of the cool ways, uh, the coolest ways, speaking of The Sims, you said The Sims 3 you pirated. Yeah. As a kid. Uh, People who pirated The Sims 4, there was like a bug built in for that. And it made the game all pixelated. And so people went to the (laughs) forums, EA forums, saying, my game's all pixelated, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, the mods replied, well, maybe you shouldn't pirate it. (laughs) I remember something about that. A couple of developers have done that. Like, they intentionally, like, um, you would see like the top seed of a game yes right would have something tweaked to yep. either like track who is pirating it or it would just be like stop fucking pirating my game you douche right just to fuck with them mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that'd be i don't know again 
we've already gone over this, but I can see the kid who can't afford it doing it. But the fact that the most vocal people who pirate are the assholes who just don't want to pay for something and then make up all sorts of reasons why they pirate it. That's what pisses me off. Like if you're going to pirate it and you're pirating it because you're an asshole and you don't want to pay for it, at the very least, just be like, I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah. I don't want to pay for I'm it. I'm an asshole. I don't want to pay for it. And that's really all there is to it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good conclusion. I'd be like, wow, all right. <laughs> but we'll end this with saying that uh, they uh, video game pirates are apparently for big name games. And this is this actually is what I want to talk about because big name games are getting harder and harder to pirate where uh, where they used to be pirated maybe even before they came out, you know, because mm-hmm. of uh, pre-release files and stuff. Now, like Just Cause 3, they took them. Well, I don't know if they've re- resolved this, but the article I read says they haven't even pirated it yet. And they've been working on it, like the top pirating group, um, which is. These assholes all need to get arrested because, you know, I'm just sick of having to deal with shit like Origin or Battle.net. That's another side effect, right. They, they, like, them, fuck you guys, stop pirating. I don't want to have to deal with this goddamn them DRM doing nonsense. It, yeah. Them doing it adds this DRM that makes our lives more difficult. And then they can play, well, I'm, I'm pirated because of the DRM. Asshole, yeah. <laughs> DRM because you pirated it. It's, it's not a chicken and egg thing. You started this shit. It makes me think about how when Sims, the newest SimCity came out, yeah. you could not play without being online, in yeah. large part just to prevent piracy, and everyone was bitching about it. And no. just, I hate that shit, man. A, there, you can legitimately criticize companies for not thinking their fucking DRM through and uh, whatnot. But again, it, when people say, oh, well, I pirated because of the fucking DRM. Fuck them and their DRM. You fucking pirated games before there was DRM, <laughs> and you were the one who's responsible for this shit. One of the really cute side steps that we mentioned a couple of episodes ago was like when uh, Fallout 4 came out. Yeah. Um, the CD wasn't a complete version of the game. You okay. had to like install the CD, and then it installed like once you were connected to the internet, it would install a very tiny package, like a little, little bit of data, like the last brick, <laughs> and then the game would actually work. Yeah. I think that's a great way of sidestepping the piracy issue. Although, of course, people got around it and Fallout 4 is being pirated like crazy. But I like well, that a lot better than what they did with fucking StarCraft, where like they had a little tiny thing on the disc and like you had to download like a 10 gig file then. Oh, that's just <laughs> standard for games now. It's, you, Bullshit. You don't, you don't buy a disc with a game on it. You buy a download code, even yep. if it's in a box. Um, so this th- the founder of 3DM, which is a big... Chinese piracy group did an article where he was talking about how hard it was to crack Just Cause 3 because of this new software called Denuvo, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, they're saying, the one person from this company said, well, it's to the point where two years from now, may not be able to pirate big name games anymore. Which actually, you would think would happen at some point because eventually the resources, the millions of dollars that are going into anti-piracy are eventually going to outweigh the, the fucking guy in China with no resources trying to pirate it, right? Yeah, and then it'll just be hurting indie game developers. That's what it's all going to come down to. These people are going to eventually end up basically just pirating indie games. It's already happening. It's just going to get a lot worse. So, Next time you see somebody talking about piracy... Punch them in the face. No, just just make them admit they're an asshole who doesn't want to pay for games. Can I end it on kind of a light note? No. Mm. Just a tiny Uh, one. Fuck you. Uh, All right, fine. Fine. Just like a little fluff piece here. Um, Since Stardew Valley has been so like terribly pirated... What, what game? Stardew Valley. Star. Okay, yeah, Stardew Valley. Okay. Um, our Stardew Valley started a like pay it forward program where people were buying additional keys and then saying like, if you're thinking about pirating it, just take this key. So a lot of the Stardew Valley um, community is like banding together to spread the game because it's so great and it's only fifteen dollars and it's yeah. affording them like hundreds of hours of gameplay. Yeah. They're just like, you know what? I'll spend like 
60 extra bucks on some random ass codes and then I'll just go to pirating sites and then hand them out. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cute. That's cool. It's too bad that it falls to the decent human beings to have to do that to make it for all the shitty people who are just going to steal it. Yeah. But I will say that I, I, there's probably at least 30,000 to 40,000 unused nostalgia steam keys out there for my game. But they have, they have been purchased legitimately. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe not for a lot because they were purchased as part of like the humble bundle or whatever. But um, there's a lot of keys out that haven't activated. It actually makes sense to me to, to instead of having people pirate a game, distribute all these extra keys that are just floating around or buy extra keys and stuff. So, all right, we'll let you leave it on that fucking light note. You know, it's so pissed. All right. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> we'll be back again next week. Bye.